Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Reese, and today we are going to be having a look back into the 2020 vision section of the podcast. Um, and I've already done one episode about the possible vice presidential candidates for um, for Joe Biden, but um, now. The list is closing, um, and there seem to be a short list of female candidates uh, who are really looking like they could be favourites uh, for the uh, for well for the job, uh, or at least for the nomination. Um, not necessarily, obviously, getting the vice president. Um, as you see, all the poll on the Instagram, most people thinking now. That uh, Donald Trump, if the election were to be held tomorrow, would win the um, win the presidential election. But anyway, there are a number of candidates who are now looking like they are more likely than not to be very close in the running to be the uh, vice presidential candidate for Joe Biden. And uh, I thought I'd go through some of them now. And to kick this off, Joe Biden's been under quite a lot of pressure. There's been quite a bit of negative media attention on him. Um, Some will say very rightly, some will say uh, perhaps a bit unfairly. Um, But we're looking now at one storm that's been rising around the Biden campaign, which is that the... The opinion of a lot of commentators now is that Joe Biden really has to has to um, choose a black woman or an African American female candidate to be his running mate. Um, and there's a piece in the Washington Post by Jonathan Capehart, and which makes an often ignored point about the 2016 um, well the 2016 election, says that winning the Midwest states that Hillary Clinton lost in 2016 and appealing to African-American voters are not mutually exclusive. And therefore, Biden should choose an empowered governing partner commanding respect inside and outside the White House. Um, Very much in the mould of Joe Biden was to to former President Barack Obama, and a a black woman is the best choice for him, according to, again, this article from the Washington Post. And there is a lot to be said for that. Uh, balancing the ticket in terms of, of gender has become an increasingly important point to many parties. Uh, well, to the two main parties. In 2008, the Republicans tried it with uh, McCain-Palin on their ticket. Um, the Democrats have tried it. They were actually the first um, major party to try it back in the uh, in the eighties, I believe, with Michael Dukakis. Uh, I can't remember who was his vice presidential candidate. But anyway, he did not win. Um, and then, of course, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, taking the the uh, presidential nomination in twenty sixteen. But now, balancing the ticket in terms of gender is becoming more important. So, choosing woman makes sense. It also, uh, in terms of of Biden's history of his support for for busing it may make sense to to reach out to the african-american community who are now making up an increasingly 
large proportion of the the voter base and specifically the democratic voter base. So whilst this shortlist rules out candidates like Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, um, Gretchen Whitmer uh, on the basis that they are not black, it doesn't mean that they, they won't be chosen. Um, but it it is just highlighting that really it should be an African-American woman. Now I'm going to go through the four, the four choices that they've put out and uh, the, the conclusion they come to. Um, so first up, Stacey Abrams. Now I've talked about Stacey Abrams at length on the, the previous podcast. She was the Democratic leader in the Georgia House Representative. She was there for six years from 2012 to 2018, then gave up her seat to run for Governor of Georgia. Um, very strong Democratic base. She won three quarters of the Democratic vote in their primary contest, and she would have been the first African-American female governor in the US. And she lost to the Republican candidate in Georgia by 55,000 votes. Now, it might sound like quite a lot, but considering that's across a whole state of several million, uh, that is very close. Very, very close. Um, Abrams was born in Wisconsin, raised in Mississippi. Um, her mother was a college librarian. Her father worked in a shipyard. Um, both her parents became Methodist preachers when the family moved to Atlanta. She got a, master, uh, a bachelor's degree from Spelman College, a master's in public administration from the University of Texas in Austin, and a law degree from Yale. It's a good list of qualifications. And she's been hanging around the Democratic Party's top tier since 2018 when she nearly won Georgia. Uh, she delivered a response to Trump's 2019 State of the Union address, and she's been quite vocal in her, her courting of Joe Biden for the vice presidential nod. Um, she said, uh, when asked if she would like the job, she said, I'm a black woman who's in a conversation about possibly being being second in command to the leader of the free world, and I will not diminish my ambition or the ambition of any other women of colour by saying that's not something I'd be willing to do. And she's basically said some form of that at every opportunity uh, when being asked that question since. So she definitely wants the job. And she would be a strong candidate. She has good campaigning, she's vocal, she's energetic. Um, and it would be a balance to the, the perhaps more sedate Joe Biden. Um, whether her national image is good enough or, or large enough to to carry significant weight in a presidential election, that's the real issue with Abrams. She's only fought one um, statewide election. And is that really enough to give significant weight, especially when we're going to go through some fairly high-profile uh, high names on the other three members of this list? Anyway, next up on the list given here by the Washington Post is Representative Val Demings from Florida, who's been in Congress since 2017. So unlike Abrams, has federal government experience. Um, she was a member of the House Intelligence Committee and of the Judiciary Committee and was really in the, the front line in the impeachment trial. She was one of the seven impeachment managers who, if you remember back to the um, impeachment update section of the podcast, um, were arguing for essentially the prosecution. Um, that's what they, they call the prosecutors in an impeachment trial in the Senate. Um, she 
has also spent 27 years in the Orlando Police Department. She was Orlando's first female police chief, but not the first African-American, because that distinction goes to her husband, Jerry Demings, who is the mayor of Orange County, Florida. Uh, They are a power couple, essentially, in Floridian politics. Uh, And really the, the image of a black female former police chief helping to make the case for the rule of law against the president, who many Democrats feel was in breach of the rule of law, was very, very enticing to the Democrats. Um, And she was asked in March if she would be interested in becoming vice president. Um, And she did not say no. Um, She said, if you work hard and play by the rules, you can be anything you want to be. Um, and do anything you want to do. Um, It would be a good look for the Democratic Party in purely campaigning ability um, to go after a president on the rule of law by using a former police chief. Um, Also, because she comes from Florida, um, she's been in Floridian politics, uh, she represents a Florida uh, Congress seat, um, she could potentially give some weight to that swing state. Um, winning Florida is not the be-all and end-all in American politics, but let's put it this way, it certainly helps. Um, it's one of those states that tends to go either way and tends to vote with the way the election goes as a whole, although not as much as Ohio. Although actually some people are thinking that Ohio will now stay with Trump no matter which way the election goes. So we'll have to wait and see whether Ohio's status as the uh, bellwether state remains after this election. But certainly Florida is important. And if um, Demings can swing Florida for the Democrats, even just based on that alone, she would probably be uh, a decent shout for president or vice presidential pick. Now, um, the next one that was mentioned was Susan Rice. Now, Susan Rice knows Joe Biden. She was in the Obama administration. She was the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. in Obama's first term and Obama's national security advisor in his second term. Um, She has a lot of experience at the top table of American politics. She graduated uh, from Stanford. She was a Rhodes Scholar with a Master's and a PhD in international relations from Oxford University. She was Assistant Secretary of State for African Affairs under Bill Clinton. But she's never run for elected office. She's always been in the executive branch or something that has been an appointment. Um, She did, however, get um, her first taste of this uh, partisan fire that is Washington, D.C. when she was involved in some of the investigations around Benghazi, being being questioned and facing the, the wrath of Fox News, so she can handle herself. Um, what she has also been is very vocal in her criticism of Trump's response to coronavirus, um, really using quite forceful language that is what many mainstream Democrats would love to say, but fear they could lose a seat if they say it. Um, She said, Trump has demonstrated utter lack of leadership and utter incompetence. Um, 
Well, it may be what many people want to say, and it is what she is saying. Um, but is Susan Rice the best person for Joe Biden? It's it's a tough one. She has experience. Um, again, she has not turned down uh, the offer of VP. She said, uh, I am highly honoured to be among the highly accomplished women mentioned as possible VP candidates. I have great admiration for Joe Biden. Biden will be an excellent president and I'm committed to doing my utmost to help him win and govern effectively. Um, so maybe lining himself, herself up for a position in the Biden administration anyway? We're not too sure. Uh, but it doesn't look like Rice at the moment is the favourite because that distinction goes to the fourth woman on this list. That is... Kamala Harris, the Democratic senator from California. Um, She has a strong record in Californian politics. Uh, She came to Washington as a senator in 2017. She previously served for six years as the Attorney General for California and add to that two full terms as the District Attorney of San Francisco. Now, she was in the race for president. Uh, She joined in January of 2019 and dropped out in December of 2019. But she made some waves. Um, Notably, her her most popular moments were actually attacking Joe Biden. I mentioned earlier that Biden's stance on busing. Um, That was where she actually got her biggest poll boost from because she... um, really started to to attack um, the former vice president on his stance on that. And it gave her a poll boost. And she was doing well, and then all her momentum just drained away, and she ended up endorsing Joe Biden um, on, I think, March the 9th, something like that. Just after Super Tuesday, she threw her weight behind the Biden campaign. Um, Harris is the daughter of immigrants. Her mother was from India, father... Uh, an emeritus professor of economics at Stanford from Jamaica. Um, she graduated from Howard University, got a law degree at the University of California, um, and she cites fighting injustice being a major part of her upbringing. She's been a prosecutor, uh, a very good legal career by by most accounts, and when she arrived in Washington, um, she was key in uh, some of the Senate's confirmation hearings for Trump officials. Um, So obviously when a president arrives, they want to appoint their cabinet, and they can't appoint their cabinet unless, or rather they can't have their cabinet confirmed, unless the Senate says yes and approves the nomination. It's the advice and consent principle in the Constitution of the US. And so Kamala Harris, as one of the senators on this, this, uh, this committee, got the chance to question almost all of the Trump appointments. And she did well. She was aggressive with them, uh, and she got information out of them. And the the then Attorney General, Jeff Sessions, who actually is now involved in a Senate race of his own for 2020, uh, got so flustered at one of the hearings that he admitted that Kamala Harris's questioning makes me nervous. Well, that 
is actually probably quite a good quality for your vice president. Now, whilst the president, at least in times gone by, is meant to stay slightly more aloof from the, the down and dirty of political campaigning, there are no such restraints on the vice president. So if Kamala Harris is this attack dog figure, which can allow Biden to present himself as the reconciliator, the moderator, um, then that could perhaps be uh, be a useful ploy for the Biden campaign. Um, after Harris dropped out of the presidential race, even before the primaries had started, which some will say is a shame, I want to test your mettle in the primaries, but if you know you're not going to get any votes, then I guess makes sense to drop out. Uh, the the vice presidential buzz around her grew well very very loud, um, especially as Biden was still at that point the front runner, and uh, as he's back there now, um, it makes sense that the buzz is still nice and loud. Um, Harris has been asked about being Biden's running mate, and all she will say is that she would be honoured. Um, one other thing that lends itself to Kamala Harris um, is that at a virtual fundraiser last month, Joe Biden said, and I quote, I view myself as a transition candidate. Now, he would be the oldest sitting president in US history if he were to be elected and would lead a nation in need of stability and leadership from the White House, which makes the decision of vice president a crucial one because essentially Biden will be picking his successor as long as the administration gets in and goes well. He needs to choose a vice president young enough to embody the transition he envisions whilst also governing effectively as a partnership. And that lends itself to Kamala Harris. She's battle-tested in election campaigns. She ran for president herself. Um, despite dropping out, she knows the rigours of that kind of campaign and has learned to endure the press scrutiny. She would not be rattled by a Trump campaign, and she's not afraid to fight him either. Um, quote from Harris, I know he has a reason to be afraid of me. Um, it is going to be interesting, because Biden does need a fighter. He needs a loyal vice president who fights for the Biden agenda. Um and it would be, well, it would be probably quite a good point to uh, to appoint Kamala Harris as the uh, the vice presidential nominee. Um, and this Biden Harris ticket could not only energize the campaign, but also try and ensure African Americans are turning out in enough numbers in November. For Biden to win. Um, he needs their votes in Detroit to win Michigan. He needs their votes in Milwaukee to win Wisconsin. He needs their votes in Philadelphia to win Pennsylvania, Atlanta to win Georgia, and Miami to win Florida. And if the black vote's just taken for granted, as it was in 2016, well, they didn't show up for Hillary Clinton. So Biden needs to make an effort. And Kamala Harris, as vice president, or any of those four women on the list there, would be a good start. That is all the time we have for today on the Politics Unboxed podcast, so I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you all around again soon for the next one, and goodbye. Mm-hmm.